Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Rudo, AJ, Megan, Blaze coming at you live as the Avs take a 2-0 series lead in the Western Conference Finals as they take down Edmonton 4-0 to take both games at home. How can you not be feeling anything but good after that hockey game? from the Avs side of things. Honestly, great hockey, top-tier stuff. You're up there with the with the expensive alcohols. I don't know any expensive alcohols because I'm too shelf. poor. What do you, what do you, what's an expensive alcohol, Blaze? Yeah, the one person, uh, well, I, I have no idea. Maybe you're familiar with you expensive alcohol. Do you have alcohol. expensive taste, Megan? No. <laughs> okay. So the one person that might know. I don't have. Glenn, I'll drink whatever's in front of me. Glenn Levitt, is that nice. expensive? Yeah, that is. Nice. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did okay. I got one. <laughs> Johnny Walker. Ah. Certain label colors. Uh, like blue. I have to all tequila is not top shelf, so it's fine. <laughs> 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 uh, as we have our, our winner shots getting passed out here. Um, look. Let's start here. Was that the best game of the playoffs so far for the Avs? Was that the best played game? Oh, my God, yes. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. No question about it. The best played game that we've seen this postseason. I agree. It. Let's dub these up. Yeah, yeah, let's just drink these. Uh, Let's just drink these. We'll just dub these up right now. Yep. Cheers, Cheers. everybody. Well, that's pretty weak over there. (laughs) Dr. Dubs. In the playoff house. (laughs) You didn't get any goals in the first period, but even then. And let's be real here. Ah, We have a 60-second run now. You're right. You're right. Don't (laughs) don't let me take anything away from Blaze here. Uh Here we go. Back from vacation. Ready to go. We got a timer up. He's working on it. He's doing. He was doing a lot of time. You've got. You've got sixty seconds to get the sixty second timer up. You're here for the watch along. Shout out Yah here for running the game. Oh, oh, here it goes. What a monster! All right, let's go. Let's run this thing. One, two, three. So look, we got to start with Mike Smith. Much better in the first period than he came out in the first the first game. Right. Great first period. Quality first period. The oil looked good. They were playing well. The Avs and the oil going back and forth. Great chances. Great saves from both goaltenders out there. Uh, end of the period, I thought it was a good tie game. Both teams had a lot of chances. They were playing very well. Second period creeps around. <laughs> Emotions are getting high. I, You know, one thing I did notice was I got 25 seconds. You better hurry, bud. Oh, uh, the coaches were a little uh, off on the Oilers bench. Kind of, kind of runs through the whole team. Avs start putting some goals up. Three to be in fact in the third period or in the second period. <laughs> on three straight shots. <laughs> on three straight shots. Roll into the third. I think that's the best third period I've ever seen the Avs play this year. It was quality. Year. Dunzo. Dunzo. Four zero final. Let's get yeah. into it. Uh, mostly dunkathon. <laughs> Fourth goal of the third period to yeah, get it, it to four nothing. It was yeah. pretty. It was not it an empty netter, but Mike Smith made it seem that way with the <laughs> amount of whining he did about his glove. <laughs> so, well, we saw, um, we we saw the crying on the bench as well from <laughs> them as well. Upset, upset, upset. Very upset. Uh, let's rewind back to the first period because 
I think we all would agree. The Avs were the better team at 5-on-5 in period one, yes? Yeah, for sure. They were the better team at 5-on-5, but, I mean... I thought it was pretty even of a period. It didn't really matter. It It wasn't the story of the period. It didn't. And this is where we're getting. Avs go technically over 3 on the power play, including failing to score on a 5-on-3. Yeah, they had like a minute 30 of... Minute 30, minute 40 or so of 5-on-3. And it wasn't even that they don't score, because sometimes that happens, It just right? wasn't very good. When you have 90 yeah. seconds. Or you have a 90-second window to do as much damage as possible. Sometimes it can be a little tough. But, again, no sense of urgency. The same things that crop up when their power play does not play well, no sense of urgency. Nobody is trying to make the big play here. And uh, uh, a reticence... To shoot. Arguably their best opportunity, and Miko gets the cross-ice pass and just passes it. And, like, you see what he's doing, but at some point you're like, okay, you're trying to make a better... You're trying to make a better play here. Get yep. a better scoring chance. Yeah. But... Start I, with getting a scoring chance. My big problem <laughs> was McKinnon. Sure. Well, while the Oilers' defense is in shambles because they're, they've been scrambling around, he gets the pass, and he... Instead of trying to find a guy down low, he's got two of them down low who are unmarked. Instead of trying to make that pass, he takes the safe option, throws it out to Kale high, and it allows the Oilers to reset. And that's a great job. It's the thing I talk about with McKinnon all the time. A great job of defending yourself. Yep. He makes himself easier to defend in that situation. He makes the five-on-three easier to defend in that situation. The one thing... it. It's all about open space on the ice, and they didn't execute with any of it. They tried to treat it like a five-on-four, and they did not take any advantage of it. Their their disdain for playing down low and trying to play from behind the net. The one thing I absolutely loved about St. Louis is six-on-five at the end of game five. They played it deep the entire time. They had two guys behind the net, and the whole defense had to scramble around, and Colorado didn't know what to do. You don't see teams play like that very often, and I would love to see Colorado incorporate a little bit more of those concepts of playing from behind the net and out. They only want to play out high, and when Kale is vibing and he's feeling confident and he's shooting, of course you love that. <laughs> but McCarr passes up multiple scoring chances on power plays today just, just because <laughs> too, deferential, too deferential on the whole. <laughs> so, too deferential on the hole in the power play. Yep. They don't get anything out of it. You end up nothing, nothing at the end of the first period. You don't feel bad because it's nothing, nothing, and you played well at 5-on-5, yeah. five five, but you know well, your best scoring chance might have just look, been left on the ice. It's 0-0 zero, zero after one where you had three power plays. You're the home team. Edmonton comes out of that period, and they feel like they won that period. They feel great. Mike Smith plays great. He makes a number of big saves, yep. like big saves. You mentioned it. it yeah. A much better version of Mike Smith. I mean, right period. off the bat, he got tested right, right away. And if it, he lets that one in, it's like Groundhog's Day, game one all over For again. sure. Like, it's it's you're off to the races at yeah. that point. And he plays a really, really good first period and keeps the Oilers in it. Yep. And after that, though... I, well, I, I don't want to get out of the first period just yet because... Megan, you weren't on the watch long. Was the first period as high-paced as it felt like back here? It did feel high-paced. It was something that AJ touched on in the pregame about the neutral zone and that being an area of opportunity for Edmonton to shut Colorado down. And I don't think that was shut down on either end, and it felt like both teams were flying up there like a freeway particularly the avalanche though when they were able to enter Edmonton's zone and stay there what they did with their decisions with the puck inside the zone there were some questions left but otherwise it was incredibly fast paced even with as many penalties as there were I had some concerns about officiating leaving that period it benefited the Avs but I worried about how the rest of the game was going to be called from that point on as a result of that I think shots were 15 to 13 at the end of the first. Yeah, I thought so too. And then the counter had it at like 14, 13 coming out of the first. Man, into the Whatever, yeah. It was right in that area though. Close yeah. enough, yeah. And I, I think a theme that's going to crop up through this game is when you start to dig into the numbers, 
It was close at times, but the Avs came out on top on a lot of the battles when it comes to possession metrics and things like that. Yeah. And... Well, and what you'll see is that the Avs got better as the yeah, game went yeah, on. Absolutely. They continued with the offense. Edmonton did not. Yeah. Well, and you get into that second period, and it felt like the dam did break a little bit for Colorado. Yeah, it was 14-13. Okay. And to, to my point, Avs shots on goal, 14-12-14. Consistent. Yeah. Edmonton's 13-6-5. Yeah. Fell off the map a little bit. Yeah. They did have some, like, through the first two periods, high danger chances. I think it was six Avs, five Oilers. Yeah. The, the, so, I mean, like, and then it kind of just dropped off, I think, in the, the third. The quality chances were close, yeah. for sure. Um, and look. Am I wrong, AJ? No, he's not wrong. I, I I'm, not, I'm not looking. Oh, okay. I think you're exactly correct that it was six to five. Uh, I think the Avs had the higher yeah, scoring chances by a little bit. Um, yeah. But you get into that second period. Uh, by a lot of it. By a lot of it. <laughs> after two periods. Okay. After yeah, two, right. yeah, fair. It's 11-9 after one. So a little bit. Yeah, and, and then, it's 3-3 high danger after after one yep. at 5v5. So. Well, th- and look at it, the way the Avs get it started. Sometimes hockey is not a complicated game. You have a goalie playing well. You're struggling to beat him. Get a dude in front. Get a tip on a puck. Nothing a goalie can do about it. And the it. big the big thing that you love about that is we talked about the second chances. Yep. Creating second opportunities and not giving those to Edmonton. Yep. That little goal outburst that we that, that we saw in the second period is all about extending possession. Winning battles along the wall and creating another opportunity. Edmonton was too they were too soft. They were a little too uh, a little too lackadaisical with the puck in trying to leave their zone. And Colorado jumped on it. They made them pass. There's so much good work on these Avalanche goals that yeah. is going to go unremembered or unnoticed. And obviously, Lekkinen scores the first goal. He gets the tip on it. But the four-check work from that guy yeah. is otherworldly. Like, I, I, someone help me here because I don't know how to explain it. No, I mean, he's just he just wins battles. And when they traded for him, the one thing that I highlighted in, in my trade breakdown of it is that this is a guy that excels in an area where the Avs as a team were not very good, which is on the forecheck, retrieving pucks, winning battles in the corner, getting pucks back, and extending possessions. He's not the world's most skilled guy, but he does that aspect of the game at a really high level. One of the better ones in the NHL, in fact. And because of the extended possession, you get another scoring opportunity, you get an open look. He goes to the front of the net, and he gets just enough of it to beat Mike Smith. Just, like, literally just enough. Yeah, he gets just enough. It, it did yep. not take much. You see, sometimes a guy will get way too much of a puck, and he'll take a too crazy, much off it. Yeah, yeah. it goes a, a crazy direction, and you're like, geez, man, not <laughs> that one. He just, it's just, it's just the tip of the tip. And it changes direction just enough to goes from in the glove to under the glove. That's all. Gives him that seven hole, and it's a it's a perfect tip for the situation. Sell me on the second line, Megan. Shouldn't be that hard to do, but sell me on it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I think it a lot of it comes down to um, applying pressure on the forecheck, particularly in Lekkonen. I think Nuchishkin had a better night tonight too. Sorry, I might have gotten a little mixed up there. Um, but uh, playing the puck on the cycle too, doing those like winning those battles along the board, um, and, and that allowed them to even when Edmonton was in possession, applying that kind of pressure and seeing it through on the cycle like that in the Edmonton zone, allowed them an opportunity to retrieve the puck back if it took a weird bounce off the, whoa, off the boards, um, to create scoring opportunities of, that they otherwise didn't have. Yep. I like they did a good job creating scoring chances and then they would the possession would end and Edmonton would try and clear and that line was like we're not what if you didn't we're not done with this (laughs) and they would just create more and the way that it opened up the game like you're right it just it it changed that dynamic the way that especially because stylistically the way that that line succeeds is not the way that Nathan McKinnon and his line succeeds those guys are in transition. That's speed. That's that's guys cutting across the ice. 
we saw that line was vibing because they're winning puck battles. It's like the one thing that everybody's criticized the Avalanche for for 20 years. Like, hard on pucks, hard to play against, strength on the forecheck. And that second line has given them, with Rantanen, has given them that extra little dimension of they forecheck in so effectively between Landeskog and Kadri and, and Lekanen. It's relentless. You're talking about two really, really, really smart players and then a really effective all-around guy in Nazem Kadri. And their their work together is just it's just so solid. And we saw it it won them the game tonight. And to be honest with you, working their way through the playoffs, they are now two games into the conference finals. And their second line has won them a bunch of games now. I mean, it's no longer like, oh, well, remember this one game <laughs> where they did the thing? Like, Nazem Kadri is legitimately building his Con Smythe case. I don't think we're there yet. I do. But I absolutely I don't, do. I, over Kale McCarr? I don't think so. I absolutely think that we're in that. We're, we're, right, we're right in that neighborhood. I don't think we are. Where betting odds would still go to McCarr because there's a lot of hockey left, and obviously we're still early there. But his effectiveness. Not that he's not been great. Been he's been great. Completely. It, it, it has completely changed how teams are trying to defend Colorado and failing. Yeah. They're failing. Well, it's this is the third round in a row that they are failing because that combination has taken over games I, while that first line takes on the best, best matchup that the other team has to offer and does fine. It's not struggling. It's just not scoring as much as we're used to. And those goals are going in with the second line. Because those teams aren't as deep. They're not as talented. Well, I mean, Gabe Landeskog and Miko Rantanen on a second line, and then Nazem Kadri in the middle of the best year of his life? That is a first line on 20 NHL teams. Yep. It's... And it's not just the second line, right? Not to take away from them. But of course. Game one, you get it from the third line. Game two, you get it from the second line. The Avs go into these matchups saying, look, we can get it from anywhere. Yep. Well... They're, they are. Exactly. They're, through through their last three games, their fourth line is kicking the shit out of the other team. Yep. On a, Such fire. They were fire. so they were so comfortable with their fourth line tonight that Jay Woodcroft tried to sneak out Connor McDavid against him. And the abs did fine. Yep. It wasn't even like, well, they survived that. They did fine. Uh Plenty more to get to in this game, but we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR. We sign up for a new account over there to get amazing odds boost every single day. A uh, bunch of good abs bets you can take over there. A bunch of good non-abs bets you can take over there. We sign up with code DNVR. You can bet $5 on the NBA Finals. You don't even have to get the bet right, and you get $150 in free bets to go bet on whatever you want. Go make the big bucks. Play whatever sports you want. I was watching some good cornhole the other night, so that's an option. Was it college cornhole? And it, it is, I think so. Yeah, it's like the world championships. Oh or whatever. no, no! So there's like college, and then there's also the pros. Okay, you know better than I do. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I spend a lot of time in front of a TV. Uh, you could, I don't. Probably couldn't have bet on Blaze's hockey team. I don't know if that quite makes no, it on DraftKings. No, but that's maybe at Nationals you'll get you'll beer, be able to bet on Blaze. Beer league hockey, yeah. <laughs> uh, go over there. Use the DMVR code. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Sexy Pizza who allegedly is going to be bringing us pizzas for every pregame from here on out. So Sweet. love it for that. But also you can get 15% off when you use code DNBR apps when you order a sexy pizza. Jump on it. it, it it's bona fide New York style. The people who have lived, favorite type of pizza. Yeah. The people who have lived out east have given us the OK. Like, yes, it qualifies as actual New York style pizza. <laughs> so it actually counts. Jump on it. Go get yourself some. Pizza is delicious, and sexy pizza is even more delicious. It's good. I've had it at the tailgates, at the Broncos tailgates. It's So AJ and I have only ever had it once, and it was two days old, <laughs> and it had been sitting up here. At two the, days old? Yeah, and it was still good. 
Yeah, Blaze would throw, throw that, that shit Blaze out. Blaze would throw that away at 12 hours. At 12 hours. 12 been, hours? Like two, two hours after it comes <laughs> to my door, it's out the door. It's either get, in my belly or out the door. Go get yourself some sexy pizza. It's delicious stuff. Can't re- recommend it enough. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Second period of this game. Again, the second goal. Great work from Lekkonen on the forecheck to not just win one battle, but consistently get back involved into the play. They work it out to Kadri. Kadri works it over to Manson. For a guy who had a terrible game one, maybe he wasn't perfect tonight, but what more can you ask of Josh Manson? Shot. Yeah. I, like genuinely cannot shoot a puck better than that. It was a great that shot. was a it's rocket. A wow. This far over the pad, like... That good, that good low hard shot that yeah. we used to see Tyson Berry make a lot in Colorado, where ooh, ooh, just ooh. just over ooh. the pad, you're yeah. not trying to pick a corner, but you know that the goalie has a hard time, yeah, hard time getting the glove all down the there, way stretched yeah. out, uh, sixteen with, inches off the ice, yeah, with the glove yeah. but above the pad, and that's uh Mike Smith needs to make that save for Edmonton, and he for doesn't, sure. and that it just changes that game so much because oh look one nothing. The abs are playing really well, but now the building's rocking. The team's still vibing. And then the very next shift, right? So that line, once again, goes out, extends the shift. Yep. Josh Manson ends up by himself and just blows one past Mike Smith. And then at 2 nothing, you're like, oh, you blinked. And now you've got a mountain to climb. <laughs> yep. Nothing's easy. Nothing's easy for Edmonton right here. Yeah, and, and that's... What, what you loved about those two goals especially is that they, they were earned. Yep. They are goals that they just outworked Edmonton. They outworked. They out-executed. They earned them. It's not the other team making a world-class mistake yeah. at every turn and just handing you, oh, here's a breakaway. You know? Here's a guy open on the back door or whatever. Like... It's it's the the man the man's a goal like that's a that's a shooter that just beats a goalie. Yep. Well, and they go on to make it three goals in two minutes and four seconds. Yeah, I think three it goals was and three straight shots. And <laughs> this one, the third one, gets built a little bit differently though. Yeah, totally different. The abs are come out of their own zone. We talked about it on the watch long. Francos plays a puck out effectively yeah. to his teammates. Plays a puck in the corner to I believe Landeskog, yep. who then moves it up the ice. And Landeskog was open where he could make a play with the puck. Yep. Instead of just being like, here's a 50-50 puck that could Win get a battle you in along trouble. the wall, and yeah. He, he, instead of covering it up, he sees, oh, I've got a guy in the corner, and he just chips it to him. It's a great play by Frankie. It's a little play, but it's a great play because it, the Avs are prioritizing possession. We want the puck. We want to attack. We want to get up the ice. They did all of those things in that situation. And we got, they get it up the ice. Landy gets it up the ice to Kadri, and, and it's Edmonton getting caught on a change. It's the Avs taking advantage of a, not a ton, but just enough laziness on the Edmonton side. Just, yeah. an, just enough of a lack of awareness. Creates a two-on-one. Kadri, who has a three-assist night. He's a three-assist three minutes. It sends it across, <laughs> and Miko finishes. Yep. And... I don't know if this was the moose tonight, but you got enough out of Miko, right? Again, two games in a row where you're like, you're getting you're getting enough. Yep. You're you're comfortable there with the the guy that you're getting where you're saying, is this the full blown dominant Miko Rantanen that we've seen? No, but he's also not Casper from the Blues series. You're getting a much better version of Miko, even with a couple of mistakes along the way, especially on the power play. A lot of their problems are running through him right now, but at 5v5, much better. One goal, one assist. Just keeps doing Production. the thing. Like, you want to talk about it? I'm telling you, that guy is going to get, if, if things get to that point, that guy is going to get a consummate vote or two along the way. Because <laughs> somebody's going to be like, how are we not talking about this guy with 22 points? What the hell, man? And it'll be like, well... I know. I just love it because it's like his bar is so high because you you see it. Yeah. You know, we've seen it in past years, what he can do. And you just want him to realize it now in these bigger moments. Yeah. And he is. He's he's putting up points, 
So you can't just like say like, oh, it's awful, but you just know there's another level to Miko. Like you, yeah. d- you do see some laziness. He iced a lot of pucks tonight, which is fine. Yeah. I'd rather have him ice it than being soft in the zone. Yeah, well, get it. if you're icing it, it's not a third opportunity for them. <laughs> Exactly. Like you're yeah, at least yeah. getting yourself into a face-off. A 50-50 chance, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, of course you'll take an icing over. Oh, turn that over. And they just <laughs> stuffed it into the back of our net yeah, to say yeah. thank you. Yeah. Uh, so suddenly, the Avs are up 3 nothing in the second period. Yeah. And and then the part of the game comes that everyone knew was going to happen because the Avs got three power play opportunities in the first period. <laughs> yep. Megan, talk to me about the penalty kill. Penalty kill was excellent. Um, I don't have much to say. It really, <laughs> I'm sorry. I really, it's that easy. This, if, if full stop. In this case, yeah. Because when That's you it. build, when you build a great penalty kill, what do you need? You need no rebounds. Yep. Okay. Clear They're pucks. <laughs> you need to clear some pucks. You need to win a battle or two. When you have an opportunity, you win a puck battle or two, and it ends up out of the zone. All of those things happen. They checked every one of those boxes on each of the penalty kills, and they were good. Yep. They did not allow any of the cute little backdoor shit. And the only really like dangerous one-time opportunity came in the third period with Leon Dreisaitl standing about a foot <laughs> outside the, of the goal line, yeah. where it would <laughs> the have been angle was impossible. It would have yeah. been an incredible shot for him to score there. And if he scores there, then you just tip your cap and you're like. That guy's a monster. <laughs> There's a like, reason he scored 50. That's kind of like in the first period, though, too, with the puck flipping over the top of the net, like that weird-ass bounce Yeah, where they got that high, high-danger yeah, chance. Yeah, and Pugliarvi ends up alone in front, and he just whiffs it. Shanks it. it. Yeah, yeah he it. just puts it wide. Yep. Just puts it wide. Yep. It... it. He, he was just as surprised as anybody. He was like, I'm going to the front of the net, and I'll hope that something happens. And then when it did, he was like, oh, God. And on, like, the flukiest bounce, I've never seen a puck that. Do was that was crazy. That's, I actually love Megan's reaction to me asking her about the penalty kill because you come out of this game, and what do you say is your Edmonton? You come out of that game, and you go, damn, the Avs are good. <laughs> like The, the Avs, we, we shut down their power play. And they smoked us in every other facet. Yep. You, Edmonton just got beat in this hockey game. That's that's the one where if you're looking at, if you're looking for separation between the two teams, what do they look like at their best versus not at their best? Like that was an ass kicking that they just laid on Edmonton tonight. The fact that all three goals come in a couple of minutes. Well, welcome to Avalanche hockey. <laughs> they live up to their name sometimes. And not to take away from Francois on the penalty kill specifically, but he was just largely untested by comparison. And that is a credit to the Avs decor and penalty kill unit making his job easier. The gap of the Avs defense in game one to game two is monstrously huge. (laughs) If you're you're the head coach of each team and you're saying, okay, we wanted to really tighten after an 8-6 to game. (laughs) We really wanted to tighten things up defensively. Now after game two, which coaching staff is talking to their team and saying, yeah, like that? (laughs) It's not Edmonton. Because I don't think it's Edmonton. (laughs) The other team with a backup backup goaltender, too. Yeah, for a, a fair point. Like, you have Pavel Francouz in there who has not played a ton. Yeah. He's played a little bit in this playoffs, but did not play in the entire St. Louis series. So it's not like he's in any kind of a rhythm coming in. Yep. He gave up three goals on what? 16 shots not the other ton. day, something not like a ton. that. Yeah. Uh, it's it wasn't like he was exceptional the other day. They scored they scored three on him. Yep. But they needed to beat him in this game, and that didn't happen. He kept making the play. Yep. You know, Darnell Nurse breaks in alone, and Frankie goes for the poke check. What a Super. stick. Oh, that was a great they, read. They take away the, the – they ta- I don't remember which defender it was, but takes away the Give, passing Gives lane. him the one-on-one. Yep, and yep. says, okay, goalie got to do this now. Yep. And Darnell Nurse tried to make a move and beat him because Frankie was coming out really high on the crease and trying to be really aggressive – 
So he's a little more susceptible to ma a guy maybe making yeah. a move in that situation. A deep move right there. And that's a good read by Nurse. Yeah. Frankie just makes a better play. Yep. yep. He just, the poke check, he just makes a better play. And that's, again, the more that you look at, the, the more when you break this game down and you're finding what was successful and what wasn't, it's just the ass made better plays. Colorado <laughs> executed in those I situations. Agree. I agree. Exactly. They just outplayed Edmonton. It's. And I do want to talk a little bit more about that, but you've led us perfectly into our king of the game here. Who, of course, when you put a zero on the board in a playoff game, oh. you're getting the king of the game. A perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even matter how many saves. When you put up a zero, talking about giving your team an opportunity to win, you can't lose. Yeah. Literally you cannot have, lose. If you record a shutout in, the, in playoff hockey, you cannot lose. Yep. Frankie put his team in a position, in a cannot lose position, and they did not lose. Yep. Yep. And... Look, there were squirrely moments. Frankie coming out of the net like a madman. Trying to trying to play the puck like that. Look, if Cody Cece <laughs> tries to flip that over his head instead of doing whatever the fuck he did. It's going in the net. Who knows? <laughs> but he didn't. And in the situation that they were in, he makes the play there. Yep. And he, he made every single play asked of him. You literally cannot ask more from a goaltender than that. <laughs> He played Holy out of his mind. Goal. Well, and I think the big thing that you love about what Frankie did tonight is that he did not open up extra opportunities. Pucks, yeah. he swallowed pucks. Pucks yep. hit him in the chest and yep. he ate them. That and Tyson. if there was one thing about Darcy Kemper's play throughout the entire St. Louis series is that it did not, and the start of this series for sure, it didn't look like anything that hit him, he didn't know where it was. Yep. He didn't know where it was going. He didn't know what was going on with it when it, when it hit him. He just looked lost. And when he, of course, like knowing what we know, he's got blurry vision. He literally can't fucking see the puck. Yeah. Like he's having, of course, puck tracking is a problem. When puck tracking involves being able to see it. <laughs> and the difference there with the goalie that sees the puck and he's able to do what he has to from a technical standpoint to have it hit him in such a way, as you're going to say, the Tyson Berry shot from the point yeah. on the power play. Instead of that just careening off of him in a direction, what happens? He swallows it up. Nothing there. Eats it up, and they go to a face-off. You have, I believe it's Dreisaitl and McDavid right there, ready for the rebounds. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Speaking of Connor McDavid and nothing, at 5v5 tonight, 28% expected goals. Dunked on. Dare I say turbo dunked. Uh, that's about as shut down as you'll ever see Connor yeah. McDavid get. <laughs> that's an exceptional job. Well, how about <laughs> Makar in that first period, that first rush? That stick check? That stick check was like, yeah, I, I've the seen this. The most casual <laughs> thing. See ya. Look, you might be beating me with your legs. Doesn't matter. Oh, he stepped right into, right into him and just poke checked yep. the crap out of that puck. That was awesome. That's sending a message right there. It was right perfectly there. timed, and he was just like, look, you're an amazing skater, but yeah. now you're an amazing skater without the puck. Sorry. <laughs> and it was going the other way. He went and got it, moved yep. it up the wall, and everybody was like, oh, that was pretty easy, man. Yep. Uh, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR. You get eight different kinds on tap down here at the bar or find it at a local liquor store near you. Use the Breck Beer Locator online. They're also giving away tickets to every single Avs home game left in these playoffs. Look, no guarantee game five happens in this series, but there's a decent <laughs> chance it does. And if it doesn't, you get, get tickets to game one and two of the cup finals. So, win-win right there if you go to breckbrew.com. Get over there. Get some beer from them. Their beer is delicious. Can't recommend it enough. Was drinking a Breck Brew. Uh, Avalanche on the watch-along if you weren't with us, which please join us for those. A lot of, a lot of Avs fans not loving the TNT broadcast, which <laughs> I think they're fine. But if you don't like them, you can come listen to us instead. So, it's an option. They're a little Oilers centric, but you know whatever. Also brought to you by Green Mountain Dental Group. Now, some people are going to raise their hands for this. Um, I, I think this podcast is not particularly violent. We're not usually on the violent side of things. 
But what about Megan? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that comes up with that knife and a goalie yeah, theory is true. somebody that got to be aware of them. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Uh, but I'm sure some of you wanted to rearrange Zach Cassian's teeth in the third period of this hockey game. <laughs> Not really, man. I thought that was hilarious. I feel like a bunch of other NHL players have done that for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Zach Cassian should get over to Green Mountain Dental Group then. <laughs> because they will take care of your teeth no matter what the problem is. They're extremely good at what they do. And they're very quick and effective. Everyone who switched said they've absolutely loved it. Look, it's a dentist. It's not going to be your favorite thing in the world. But they make sure to take care of you. Uh, you can go over there, get a cleaning x-ray and exam with them. And they'll get you a free Sonicare toothbrush. So you can take care of your teeth at home. They'll probably tell you to stop chewing on your mouth guard if you're Matthew Kachuk. Because that can't be good for your teeth. But Yeah, not doing a whole lot of protecting of the teeth once flopping around or <laughs> skating around out there. But, you know. Whatever. Nonetheless. It's his face, man. Do what you want with it. Bring it to Green Mountain Dental Group if you want it taken care of. Ex-Calgary Flame, Matthew Kachuk. Man, I am... Like, I'm so glad that we still have hockey to talk about. Yeah, we're not into these but conversations. This is going to be such an insanely interesting offseason for like five teams. Flames are, yeah, like oh, wow, like, like Minnesota, Calgary to a to a lesser extent, like Arizona, Pittsburgh. There are some teams with fascinating summers yes. facing them. Where I'm just like, I my love of that side of things. I'm super excited <laughs> to get into. That. I love how. July 15th is going to hit, and everyone on this beat is going to sleep for a week. Dude, no. Uh-uh. July 15th, I fly to Vegas. Oh. I'm doing the exact opposite of celebrating the end of our season with sleep You're this going time. out to party. I'm going to Vegas. I am getting uber fucked up. I'm having my phone taken away from me so I don't get banned from Twitter this summer. And I'm having a wonderful time with my beautiful fiance. Just remember, hangover heaven. Bro, you can't get hungover if you don't ever stop being drunk. Just in case you need it. Facts. Greatest thing ever. <laughs> All right. Third period of the GNVR Avalanche podcast. Let's talk about the third period of this hockey game. Yes, only one goal goes in. Was it a particularly relevant goal? Honestly, no. Who cares? It doesn't matter. The Avs played that third period. I mean, could you ask for a better way to play it with a three-goal lead? Honestly. Excellent, excellent hockey. Yeah, I think after the St. Louis game debacle, five, yeah, yeah, the game five. Well, and then you Even have a game four, one. They you have a four goal lead. Goals. They get yeah. three of them back, but you win by one. You wanted to see a much more traditional, just like just stomp this out. Don't yeah. give it up. And you, like you, I think everybody would have been like, ah, if they get one, like okay, like whatever, yeah, bummer, but. Okay, you've got three to give, right? I guess two to give to keep the lead. But instead, like what they do, you look at it. They outshoot them. They outplay them. They outscoring chance them. They do everything that you want in the third period. And you watch emotionally those two teams went in drastically different <laughs> direction, directions. They go, like Colorado's like, we're just trying to lock this down. We take a, we take a 2 nothing series lead here. And we are, once again, guaranteed. We do not have to win a single game on the road to win this series yep. at this point. That is what we're facing. We get up 2 nothing here. All we have to do is protect home ice the rest of the series, and we're in the cup finals, baby. That's it. They were, they, all this talk, they were halfway done to getting into the round three. They're in round three. Now they're halfway done. And they knew that that's what that third period was about. Getting to that halfway mark, protecting home ice doing a great job of not giving Edmonton anything to build on. And then Edmonton collectively filled their diapers more and more as the third period went on and turned it into an actual embarrassment. I, Evander, Kane, I, was, I think, uh, Evander yeah. Kane was out entirely to settle scores I, and be all about Evander Kane. Zach Cassian pulling Bo Byram into the bench is the kind of childish shit that might have unraveled lesser Colorado teams who got caught up in that. All the Avs did was just get back to work. And they put the foot down and they said, great, you guys want to melt down? We'll get out of your way. We'll take the win and let's get to Edmonton. That's, I, I do want to get into the nonsense at the end of the game. But first, 
this period ended 14 to 5. Shots on goal. Edmonton is down <laughs> by three at the start of the third period, and we they get five shots on goal. For a reason. Yep. Because teams with leads sit back and they. Yeah. Right, and this is the exact opposite of that. This is one of those nights where the other, the team leading, just kicks the shit out of the team trailing and never stops. They just don't ever let up. Well, and the good thing, too, is they are very patient with it. They weren't taking stupid chances, making stupid plays with the puck, right? These were honest scoring chances just done through great hockey. I mean, I, I thought they just... I, that's the best third period I've seen them third. play this year. It's the perfect third period. Yeah. You score. You don't give anything up. You outplay them at every turn. You don't give them anything. There's no emotional... Anything that they can build on heading yeah. into the next game, it's all well. Now every single ounce of pressure is on them in Game Three. Yep. There is no anyone with any any amount of non-buy. Anyone who looks at this game other than through the most Edmonton glasses ever knows that the Avs were the better team in this hockey game by yep. a good margin. And if you're if you're looking through the Oilers only glasses, all you're doing is whining about officiating anyway. Which didn't even hurt you. I, I hear you, I do, but it's not like Edmonton. All the power plays at the end will skew that number. Sure, but it to was to the point where they're like, oh, six to two in power really, plays. Yeah, really, <laughs> really, it was three to two, right? It was really three to two. A too many men on the ice. That's on you. <laughs> That's not a judgment call. That's being able to count. Try that. And the rest of that is game management stuff at the end. Yeah. Like I said, the coaching staff, after the first period, you saw what happened, right? Aggressive they were melting down about what was going on the refs. So they were focused <laughs> on the refs when they shouldn't be because there's a game being played. So what, you feel like you got a bad call? You've got your assistant coach yelling at the refs, and your head coach is trying to stop it from happening. Well, and like, it's, it's a bad look. Look at, look at, you take your tone from that guy, right? Yeah. You, you look at how Jared Bednar, and people have always been frustrated by the fact that Bednar is so calm and yeah. won't, like, will not have that public meltdown when he's been wrong. Yeah. When the all, when the injustice of all unholy injustices have come down upon the avalanche, he just stays calm. But when you look at how his team emotionally reacts in those situations, they stay they're calm taking too, their cue from the guy at the top. Yep. And watching, it's a great point, watching Edmonton's bench fully freak out in the first period. Well, yeah, because the assistant it, coach starts going off. It sets the tone yeah. of a team that emotionally is not handling the moment well. Yeah. well and, they're and, so obsessed with their, and, and that is a fear-based thing. We can't give them calls. We can't be on power plays because they will beat us. These guys are already good enough. Don't give them any advantages. And then the team starts to buy into that. The team starts to, to, to eat that up. Yeah. Okay, well, he's losing his... He's fragile. Now I'm fragile. And then well, you, you watch, could see the you could see the players. As he was yelling at them, they started yapping, and you could see... What is his name again? I always forget the head coach's name again. Jay Woodcroft. Woodcroft yeah. yeah. He's trying to calm the bench down. Yeah. Because the assistant coach yeah. is losing his mind. Well, and it's not a good look. And look, at the end it's of the night, you're not everybody on the same page. Yeah. And emotionally, you can't have that. Yeah. In the conference finals, <laughs> like, they had done a great job. The Oilers have responded in every single game, too. This was a game, too, where things went against them. Yep. Things were not going their way. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are doing jack all in this game. Yep. And this is a perfect example. Those guys don't accomplish anything. What do the Oilers get done? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And and make Nothing. no mistake. It drives home the point of who you are and how you handle that moment. And it's not. Edmonton had two power play opportunities to get back in this hockey game in yeah. the second period. In the, at the end of the second, in the last five minutes. And they, they did calls. not. Yep. They didn't get it done. Or the Avs stopped them or however you want to look at it. It didn't work for them. Um, look, I don't. The fourth goal happened. If it actually mattered to the hockey game, I think we'd have a deeper conversation about Mike Smith losing his glove and yeah. what's going on well, there. Well, and I never saw a replay, so I genuinely don't even know what happened there. I really thought they were going to call that back. So did I, but it just didn't matter. Like, it didn't matter because it wasn't on that side. They didn't even shoot it on that side, but it looked like 
I know everyone's going to lose their mind. I, th- I believe Kadri comes through. There's I, a little it, bit of... Was it Kadri or was it Keith Stick? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was somebody, but it just it knocked the glove a little bit loose. And then, you know, goalies always just kind of push off their gear when they can. Usually you get a whistle. I, I thought they were going to. But again, they're four minutes left, six minutes left in that hockey game, whatever yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's not a deciding factor in this game whatsoever. Yeah, see, we've got two comments back-to-back. Keith took it off. Kadri knocked it off. <laughs> <laughs> See, so there you go. Got to go back and look at and it. And that a might bit be why they didn't do anything yeah. about it because they, it, it was not clear. Man, but Keith, Keith totally is out there. Totally irrelevant, to, though. Yeah, it, it, Keith is the, out there just trying to ruin people's careers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what I don't. Know. I, I do want to talk about this Landeskog hit on Kyler Yamamoto. Yeah, it, it, oh, yeah, it was yeah. a clean hit for the record. Because Yamamoto left the game, did not return, and then after the game, Jay Woodcroft uh, wanted, asked the league to take a look at it. I, hmm. They can. I, I think it's so a I clean just, hit. I just, okay, clean hit. Is this the one that happened in the second period? Yeah. The, the blindside yeah, hit Yeah, where Landeskog smoked yeah. Yamamoto, kind of a blindside hit, and... Oh man, I I'd hate to speak on it without rewatching it. I thought it just had to do with, with the size difference and the players in I part. So too. I, I hate to say that. Look, Landy comes in. Yamamoto has the puck. Is it on the blind side? Yes. Hitting someone from the blind side isn't illegal. He contacts the body first. There ends up being a little bit of head contact in the end of the hit, but he pushes through the body. That's just a size difference there. Yeah. I don't know what Landy's is, supposed is to do. Is this not though. the exact thing that? We've talked about with it's every true. controversial Jacob Truba hit this yep. year. Yeah. It's exactly. Well, he's just bigger than everybody, and <laughs> yeah. I don't. I I would like to see it again, um, but I don't. We we saw three replays of it during the game, and I really <laughs> didn't see anything. I outside of it being blindside, which is one of those things that they really are don't want in the game. But he's he's eligible to be hit, yeah. it, and it's just. He's just not looking. And Landy just catches him, and I just don't. And I said, I don't it, think Landy did anything predatory on the play. I agree, and and I said it when I watched it. If Landy misses that check by a foot or two, and he catches him in the head, it's exactly like Falk. It's the and same. Kadri. It's the yeah. same but essential hit. Yeah. But he didn't miss. Right. Yeah. It's a what's, better hit. What's that or the? What's worse, that or was it Darnell Nurse hitting McKinnon with the elbow? The elbow was up. Elbow yeah, I mean, and stick was up. Pick an elbow in this game. There were a few. <laughs> there were a couple. By the end of the game, there were a handful of elbows. I mean, you look at what uh, Kane got called for going after Makar. Yeah. He gets rid of the puck. I mean, that's a butt end. It's even. a it's a like, game. Oh, it's a game over, and he butt ends him in the face. Yeah. And you're just like. Like, if you're going to look at something, man, you've got to put that on the list yeah. if, if you are. Yeah. Because that's not a guy making a hockey play. That's a guy trying to hurt a star player yep. on the other team, and knowing that his team has lost this game. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the that's not trying to, it's not trying to set a tone. It's trying to hurt a guy. There was no secret about what was going on in the last three minutes of this oh, hockey yeah. game. Yeah. Like, well, and Kane just chasing around. Amazing bar song. Kane just chasing around. Josh Manson and then going after <laughs> Kale McCarr yeah. in the last few minutes. And I, I even said during the watch along, I said, you're only putting Evander Kane on the ice. You've watched him act like this the entire third period. You're putting him on the ice for the reason of you want this. Yeah. This is exactly what you're after. And that's one where, hey, look, a coach has to be responsible for that, that decision. You're not trying to score a goal. It's one minute left in a 4 nothing game, you asshole. What are you doing? I mean, he knows exactly what he's doing. And What's that's not? exactly what I'm saying. They, the entire, from, from, I can't believe she just turned Straight that up off. skipped, bud. Uh, <laughs> from the entire, from head coach all the way down to the end of that bench, emotionally got swallowed up by the moment and yep. could not handle it tonight. Does not mean that they're incapable of winning in game three. Does not mean they're incapable of winning the series. Just that tonight, this one night, the moment got them, and they shrank from it in a big, big way. Agreed. Um, okay, let's get into these super chats, and then we'll, we'll wrap things up. Yeah, I got writing to do tonight. <laughs> I am invested in leaving. 
$10 from Josh. Spent the whole day putting together a Lego typewriter to calm my nerves. Worked like a charm. Love you guys. <laughs> Great win and shut out by Frankie. Thank you, Josh. Oh, yeah. Uh, $5 from Kyle. How does Nas not get a contract offer from Denver after these playoffs? Feels like 2022 Kadri is everything the Avs spelled incorrectly. Uh, the problem is him. the money no, sign no, after they that. They will contract. give him an offer. They will absolutely <laughs> offer him something, but it will be within the confines of what they feel they can afford moving forward. Yeah. Uh, $2 from Kevin. Holy F, Frankie. Go Avs. Go Liddy. Yeah. Well said. Couldn't put it better. $20 from Dave for Megan's book collection. <laughs> what, show it off. What you got today? It's just my notepad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when I have my phone out, it looks like I'm not interested in the conversation, so I didn't want to have my phone in front of me. Book, keep, book keeps you involved. I like the take. <laughs> well, it's like actually notes. She's got like a ton of notes. Yeah. From the game to talk about, because I normally put them on my phone, but I look like I'm looking on Twitter when I'm on my phone. No, that's over, on, that's over on this side of the couch. <laughs> yeah, that's I've been on. accused of looking bored. <laughs> $5 from Borat. Uh, so, we doing a playoff party bus or what? Not unless you got thousands of dollars yeah, to spend. So oh, my God. Uh, also, best defensive game all playoffs so far, if no one said it yet. True. Yep. We would love to do a playoff party bus, but that is a wildly expensive yeah. venture. Not affordable thing. <laughs> Might as well be limos. <laughs> You're spending that much. I mean. Oh, there goes the yacht fund. <laughs> $20 from Alex today absolutely sucked. Thanks for building a community around this crazy hockey thing and being a much-needed distraction. Go get you a yacht. Let's fucking go, Abs. <laughs> Hope you're doing better than yeah. whatever today was, Alex. I hope it got better yeah. for you, man. Uh, $10 from David. Went to the bar for the first time for game six and one. Best place to watch a game. Best team to watch. What a game. Uh, had a couple of, or have a couple, get a couple of Avalanche Ambers. Go Avs, go. still got it wrong after know, four yeah. tries. <laughs> well, he's guessing. Right, there, was yeah. a, there was something up Blame in front of here. it. Blame <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what am I being blamed for? You had the screen up in front of the Super Chat while he was trying to read it. I don't even think that's yeah, yeah. I think that's the one that's like, hey, you got another super chat, by the way. Yeah, I, I was trying to like. Uh, 6.50 from 22 Paper Dolls. Freaking love these guys and this team. Great win. Everyone enjoy it. Kane and Co. is going to have to wear a new diaper to fill on the flight home. Team diaper. Team diaper. Uh, $10 from Jason. Sup, AJ. Abs are in the Oilers' head, right? Right? Jason and I go way back. Oh, yeah? Shout out to that guy. They're in their heads. They're certainly in Mike Smith's head. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, $20 from Dave for Megan's boot collection. Boo. <laughs> I bet that's what they meant originally. <laughs> How Thank many pairs you. of boots do you own? So many. <laughs> I, I won't ask I for a like, number. I feel like there's got to be a thing that each of us all own that's, like, distinctive for our personality. <laughs> Uh, is there? I don't know. I feel like there might be. Brim. We'll move on for now. Brim. A lot of these. Brimmed hats. A AJ's is hats for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I, do I like feel hats. like mine is either jorts or DNVR merch. So. Mine's knit, <laughs> knit brimmed hats. <laughs> yeah. These, is, these shorts is. might be making a. These shorts? Yeah. Uh, yeah you know. they're, they're real dad vibe shorts right oh, there. Oh, what? These are you, great you shorts. Look like you're about to go participate in field day with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> you look like Domin you're about to go do. An, dominate uh, field day. Yeah, go do an, <laughs> dominate an, an field egg day. toss with your middle child. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Ten I've got two middle childs. $10 from Monkinator. <laughs> Dr. Dubs, domination, let's go. Hell yeah. Two dollars from Jake, Frankie, many hearts, my girlfriend, Katie. Okay. You're about to get replaced, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Better watch out for Frankie. <laughs> Five pounds from Metalhead. Go, Avs, go. Now we go to Edmonton and maintain our unbeaten road streak. Oilers have no answers at all. Let's go. That is going to be Love a wild-ass atmosphere for Game It's going to be popping. That, oh. place, that building is going to be downright the, raucous. The, the, the sea of orange. Literally, yeah. the seats like against the wall in the third row cost like $700 yeah. in that building. It is going so. to be 
that that little plaza of Oilers fans is going to have a few more people in it than it did tonight. I had a few more people at the beginning of the game. Well, <laughs> everybody's got places to be yeah, at some point, true. you know, yeah. priorities. You got groceries to shop for, boots to buy. Boots to buy. <laughs> you know, $10 from John. Couldn't say it any better than AJ. Thumbs up. I don't know what that's in reference to, but I definitely agree. <laughs> Diapers. One dollar from the definitely real, actually is for sure Peter Worrell. Most definitely actually Peter Worrell. <laughs> for sure. Ten dollars from Cody Parker. Frankie says relax shirt right now. The only thing that sucks about Frankie's success is having to hear this fucking phrase. It's not the best phrase. We get it. We get it. We get it. We get it. There was a song. <laughs> Once upon a time, we get it. Two dollars. Got to be something else, Frankie, related <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Two dollars from vaguely sober. Evander Kane can take this L back to Edmonton. It's true. Five dollars. Can't spell Oilers without the L. <laughs> <laughs> There's also no W in Edmonton, so <laughs> there isn't. <laughs> $5 from William. There's a W in that. EJ would be a $12.5 million defenseman if he played for Edmonton, I guess. Dude, don't give Ken Holland ideas. He might straight trade for EJ in the offseason the way this is going. EJ's been that good. He's, He's been, been playing great. great. Yeah. He's also that old and that expensive that Ken Holland is like, mm, are you my next Mike Green? Dude. This <laughs> next Duncan Keith. That'll be a pairing. Opening Ooh, night. Wow. Uh, six dollars from Megan. Six more wins to go, fam. Love y'all. We love you, Meg. <laughs> Me gerbs. Five dollars from James. Could you? Could we see a McDermott versus Kane siding if we get up in Game Three? Give us Bone Bednar. Sure. Who are you taking out of the lineup so that that fight can That's happen? A bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. You taking out Jack Johnson? Nope. And playing five defensemen and playing Curtis McDermott three minutes. You taking the chance that Connor McDavid gets thrown out there when yes. they have change advantage? You want to take nope. that chance? Very so that true. You can get your blood Very true on away games. Yeah. You you that that's what you want? You gonna take out a fourth line guy with yeah. the fourth line playing really well? You sure that's what you want? Too much of a liability for one just fight. Just uh, yeah. just just to get your anger on for a bad hockey fight? Nope. Uh, ten dollars from Josh. In the past, I mentioned that my parents are hardcore Leafs fans and I caught my mom cheering for Frankie and Katrina. <laughs> LOL, beginning to wonder if she is a closet abs fan. My favorite development so far of this postseason is Team Mom getting on the abs <laughs> bandwagon. <laughs> He's got it going on. I called my mom yeah. the other day and all she wants to do is talk about goalies and I'm like, this fucking rules. <laughs> my mom showed up to the bar tonight. That's what I'm saying. My mom's like, Oh, if they win the conference finals, I think I should fly up there and go to a Stanley Cup final game at the bar. And that way I could just be AJ's mom and Let's say thank go. you. Yes. And say thank you to everybody who supports you. And I was mom, like, this is the cutest shit I've ever heard. this in my life. Mom tour. Dude. <laughs> tour mom edition. We should, we should have, we should, we should get a, what's your mom up to? <laughs> What's my mom yeah, up to? We should get all of our moms to come on and do a pregame pod. Oh. Open the show for us or yeah. something. Oh my god. It. To open <laughs> to open a Stanley Cup Finals game one postgame yes. pod. All of our moms are on we set for the first five so minutes. Much. Oh my mom would be down. She <laughs> likes to talk hockey too. Dude, it would be it would be this is my favorite idea ever. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! That's so cute. Oh, my mom would love it. $2 from Zeke. Absolutely loving the ride. Let's go, Abs. Thank you, Zeke. Oh, yeah. $5 from Roommate Extraordinaire. <laughs> Blaze, don't let these youngins comment on your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! He, he has some of these. That's right. He's got some of those oh, shorts. He's got good taste. $5 from Jamie. Dollar for every goal and 99 cents for the extra salt the Oilers had today. <laughs> didn't feel like the Avs did anything to cause the extracurricular stuff. Yeah, they didn't really get yeah. too. Uh, they didn't really get too involved in it when it started either. Yeah. Uh, a very specific number uh, from Canders here. 
$1 for every Frankie save, 91 cents for every Kane penalty. Nice. <laughs> and we got a couple more late ones here. Uh, $10 from oh. Matthew. I want to hear what this run means to you guys. Not yet. Too soon. Yeah. That'll be a thing that when this when run... When they win or lose, you'll hear yeah, about when it. This, when this run comes to an end. we got to be able to bookmark that, though, so we yeah. can come back it's to meant, it. Cause it's meant a lot already, yeah. but there are there are so many behind-the-scenes things going on. Yeah, we're going to have a... A lot of things are going to happen. Yeah, whenever, whenever this run in particular ends, there's going to be a lot of... It ends in tears no matter what. Yep. True. <laughs> it yeah, ends in tears. True. And $5 from El Joserino. Tonight really threw a wrench in NHL tonight's daily McDavid highlight. Yeah, I'm really excited for the next two days for them to be talking about Connor McDavid. Where's Connor well, McDavid? Well, no, while playing highlights from other games. <laughs> to be like, look how dangerous he is. Look, he's Connor McDavid. You can't shut this down. And then you're just like, can't? <laughs> I Look. I don't know how you asked for anything better than what you saw out of the Colorado Avalanche tonight. Yo, Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm? Yeah. Top the, cover? The best version of Smooth Criminal. Top cover? For sure. One of the few covers that's better than the original? Yep. Alongside Boys of Summer by the Ataris? Fair. Cool. I feel like there's a couple other ones out there. Yeah. There's so many different versions of Hurt. That I don't know. I, I will say that this is a great cover. It is not better than the original. I'm what? sorry. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. All right. Wow. Yep. Wow. 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 wow Blaze wow, is wow. Billy Jean. That is not, <laughs> that is not a good. That is not a good take, man. Uh, all right. Any final thoughts on game two on the series? That's, I mean, you'd love to, you know, we love to talk about momentum and stuff. I'm not a big believer in game to game momentum. Sure. But all pressure is now on Edmonton because losing game three gives the Avalanche four even, cracks at sending you yeah, home. I mean, even if you lose game... If the Avs come out of Edmonton 3-1... Yeah, but game three is... I mean, it's game, the next one. I get it. Game three, there's so much pressure. Yeah. Game three. But I'm saying the Avs essentially have two free rolls here, too. Yeah, but that I'm <laughs> game three in particular, because it's the one that's I, coming up. I hear up. you. I, we, look, we can't play game four. I get because it. Game four could be for a freaking sweet, man. Go we don't know. know. But I get like, it. Go on and know. Game three, there's so much pressure. And look... Look what happened when things didn't go their way tonight. They melted down. They cracked, dude. And that's that's without a raucous crowd with sky-high expectations for every shift for you. Like, that's where your crowd becomes a double-edged sword. Because as soon as they turn on you, if the Avs get up 2-0 in the first period of Game 3, they will turn on you. And then you are going to be as tight as can be for the rest of that game. And the war and, and life is just going to be goddamn miserable for them at that point. Like Colorado has pushed this already to this could this could be a very very fascinating game three. I always say that game three is the hardest of uh, of the series to win when you're the road team because you've played two games. That team is desperate to get back home. That crowd is ultra fired up. No matter what the series state is, that crowd is ultra fired up, and you know Oilers fans are going to be. Bananas. It's going to be wild. Uh, $2 from Jeremy saying Bendar scripted a perfect game plan. I, uh, Bendar's game plans have always been good. The Avs just executed, man. Yep. Uh, $5 from Billy. You saw a team, the Avs, that were unhappy with the last game and changed their game. And a team, the Oilers, who were happy with the last game and didn't. We talked about this. Yep. Yep. One team was feeling like, Ah, oh, we've got all the moral victories, and the other team was mad that they won a hockey game. Chat, uh, we love you all, but we can't keep doing this. We can't stay on the air forever for all of your super chats. Yeah, um, we do love you guys, though. Thank you for the five profound narwhal. Uh, go Abs Go is trending on Twitter. Let's go, boys. Hell yeah. Let's go. Final thoughts, Megan Blaze. Get us out of here before we get another one. Capture this game in a bottle, and then just use it for every game here on out. Yeah. Play like that, you win the cup. Not sure what happens with Kemper, but really excited for what this means for Frankie and his confidence if he does need to start Yes, great point. Frankie is locked up by the Avs for a couple more years. So there is that. Obviously, it was an excellent game. We hope you all loved it. We are going to get out of here. 
We appreciate all of y'all along for the ride. I think we peaked at like 1,100 viewers on the post-game awesome. show. That's that's Y'all are Thank insane. You. Absolutely insane. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, just a quick, our support is way, way, way up. Our viewership is way up and all that stuff. Um, we love you guys to pieces. Yeah. It means the world that we're here every day and we're doing all of this and we're up until five in the morning doing things and, you know, but the fact that you guys are here consuming all of it, it really does. It means the world to us. It does. Genuinely. Can't say enough about you guys. Um, we appreciate it. We will 50-50 on whether we do a show tomorrow. We'll see. Uh, I would say don't plan for a show tomorrow. There you go. Um, we're going to use it as kind of Jesse travel day. and We got the game Saturday. So. Yeah, we've got a game Saturday, so we're kind of going to use it as a uh, rest day. Yeah, we're going to use it as a day <laughs> off. Six o'clock Saturday. Six o'clock Saturday. Well, 5.30 Saturday for the yeah. pregame. Probably won't be the mom pod, but maybe someday. <laughs> That's my favorite idea. Oh, I love, that. I love so this bad. idea. <laughs> we hope we to see you then. Of course, tune into all of our post game coverage. AJ will be writing. Evans grades. I'll have a video up in the morning. I might call him this one up. There's lots to say. Yeah. Um. There you go. We love you. We will talk to you on the next one. Bye.